welcome to Little Decisions episode 12. Today's episode is called Tell Your Story. And what does telling your story have to do with kindness? Everything. It has to do with kindness for yourself and kindness for others. When we tell our story with people who've earned the right to hear our story, we show people who we really are inside and how we got to be that person. And that's an important thing for kindness. I have some great things planned for us today, so let's get started. Up first is some housekeeping. For our housekeeping this week, I have some huge and exciting news. Little Decisions is going to be on Patreon. More on that as it develops, but this felt like the right decision. Otherwise, there'd be me reading ads and offering special codes on a regular basis, and no one really wants to hear that, do they? Guess what else? Because I have so many interviews scheduled and completed, I'm going to begin releasing content on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's right. Beginning in October, new content will be coming out on Tuesdays and on Thursdays. I'm going to keep housekeeping light today since those are some pretty big news. And you can keep an eye out for updates on our social media websites. Look for us at Little Decisions Podcast for more specifics. Up next, metaphorically. This is Metaphorically. Tell Your Story is really only part of the title of today's episode. There is more to it than simply telling your story. You should tell your story to those who've earned the right to hear your story. You should tell your story when not telling it might create misunderstanding or strife. You should tell your story because it's how you became who you are. Telling your story is a kindness to yourself because it allows for honesty and self-reflection. Telling your story is a kindness to others because it allows them to experience parts of your life right alongside you. Telling your story allows for sharing and companionship. It allows for connection and the creation of a community. But to tell your story, you need to know your story, your real one, not the dressed up version, but the authentic story. And that can feel scary, telling your real story. But our secrets are like wedges. They keep us separated, disconnected. So today, I plan to share with you my story, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I believe that to genuinely appreciate my approach to living a life of kindness, you have to understand that wasn't always what my life was about. No, there has been darkness and sadness in my story. There has been misery and death too. So I present to you, Victoria, telling her story. My name is Victoria Cooper, and I'm the host of a podcast called Little Decisions a podcast about kindness, connection, and community. Three things I believe are key ingredients to a well-lived life. I host a podcast about these things because at one time or another, those things were scarce resources in my life. I consider myself a resiliency expert, having overcome multiple sustained traumas in my life to accomplish almost all my life goals, including earning a master's degree and starting a family. The bad in my life started when I was just a young child experiencing sexual abuse at the hands of a close family member for almost a decade. Things continued to be difficult in my teens when my second stepfather physically, mentally, and emotionally abused me. I also lived in a household with an alcoholic or addict my whole life, too at one point. Addiction is a terrible disease that ravages the mind and body of not just the person afflicted, but all those close to them as well. Add on top of this terrible tasting Sunday, undiagnosed and internalized ADHD, and you have my childhood in a nutshell. 
But I took my complex PTSD and ADHD with me when I left home in 2002, and through grit and tenacity, my life began to improve dramatically. I fell in love with my now husband, Micah, and Athens at the same time. Although my life looked picture perfect on the outside, my inside was still full of all the shame and guilt and anxiety left over from my childhood because I'd not sought treatment. I honestly didn't believe I was worthy of getting better for much of that time. All of those things combined with a couple surgeries at the wrong time, and I got to add substance use disorder to the mix of me. Finally, in 2019, after the unexpected death of my biological father from his own addiction, I asked someone for help and entered treatment. It was in treatment that I discovered how powerful my shame really was and how it had overpowered my life. I had lost myself, and I had to find me again. But to do that, I had to set some pretty difficult boundaries, including being unable to physically see my own mother. Seven months after I entered treatment, we found my mom at home, deceased. I had not seen her once in those seven months, and I can honestly say that was when I was my most broken. But being the resilient that I am, I channeled those feelings into my work, and I tried to save everyone else by becoming a substance abuse counselor for a year. Let me tell you, that job cannot be done for long if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, and I certainly was. Today, I seek a more trauma-informed approach to my treatment and therapy. This approach of being kinder to myself has changed my life. I've been doing EMDR therapy for my many, many complex PTSD issues, and in the past year, I've been officially diagnosed with ADHD and started treatment for that. All I had to do to get better was to trust and ask for help. And as I've discovered my voice again, my real voice, not my masked one I used for much of my life, I found I had some things to say. So I decided to start a podcast. Little Decisions was born from all the small choices I make each and every day of my life to be kind, stay connected, and trust my community. My husband likes to call those baby steps, but that didn't sound as cool as Little Decisions. And that's my story. This week, I have four quotes that I think help one know how to tell their story and why it is so important a task. Number one, constant kindness can accomplish much. As the sun melts ice, kindness can cause misunderstanding, mistrust, and hostility to evaporate. Albert Schweitzer. Number two, when words are both true and kind, they can change the world. Buddha. Number three, be silly, be honest, be kind. Ralph Waldo Emerson. And number four, be somebody who makes everybody feel like a somebody. Robert Novak. And that's quotes. I'm Kevin Carden, and I my booth is Kevin's Monster Shack. For the rest of Tell Your Story, I'm going to let Kevin take over, and he's going to tell his story. As one of the vendors of the Marigold Market, he is fun and enjoyable, and I hope you get to see him in Winterville one day. I hope you enjoy my interview with Kevin from Kevin's Monster Shack. How'd you come up with that name? First off, I was struggling a lot thinking of something. Um, I like the idea of kind of being a little whimsical and kind of silly. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, my very first thing I wanted to do with the booth 
um, when I went to my first market was I have this like wooden mask I made for an art class. It's not like a scary one per se or anything like that, but I want to put on be this like put on this whole persona of being like this bizarre shopkeep, like, come, come, welcome, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> but then I realized I would probably dissuade certain people from approaching it. So yeah. I still, it's a shame though. I would love to, I love doing stuff like that. So I would love to do that, but I, I gotta figure out, I gotta know my audience first. But yeah, so as for the name, it's kind of like, you know, I was trying to think of something kind of whimsical or silly or whatnot. And I was coming, struggling with ideas and threw, I threw ideas back and forth with my mother and she came up with uh, part of it and we just kind of settled on which particular words to use for that general concept. And yeah, no, yeah, yeah, settled awesome. on that. Yeah, your family seems to be really involved with your business, right? Yeah, I, um, I, every, I had a serious, uh, we're a serious like uh, kind of anxious breakdown in college mm -hmm. and so ever since then I'm working on growing my independence more but the my family's always been we're super close and we're very involved with each other like sometimes I struggle with the fact that uh in conversation sometimes it took me a while to learn because we would talk about literally anything we didn't like have anything that was taboo or like you had to keep to yourself or hide so but yeah, no, um, we're very open with each other. There's, we'll talk about anything and uh, we're very supportive. It's, I'm very lucky. Both my parents, you know, worked in the medical field, but they wanted me to do whatever made me happy. So that's wonderful. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So you already, so you've always studied art, right? Uh, not actually. So like I've always done art, but um, what happened was I always did it. I never considered it like something I could do as a career. And I, I guess for a long time as well, I never really considered myself particularly good at it, just like okay at it. Mm -hmm. um, I know like I had in high school, we, I was in the art club and they would have like a little uh, art auction at the end and I never sold anything at those. And my parents would buy a few, like I guess. And you know, it was like, you know, a little discouraging. And I never really like, but I would always draw. I would always draw things for fun or doodle on my homework pages or whatnot. And I just loved doing it. Uh, in college, I actually was originally a genetics major because um, I did an internship at a genetics lab in high school, and um, it was fascinating. Uh, it was an like educational internship. It was a program our high school did. Mm -hmm. uh, it was fascinating, but I also realized through that I kind of got the idea that it wasn't something I'd enjoy doing. I love learning about it, but like the day-to-day -day work is very mundane, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm just uh, I I'm someone who needs like a little bit of fun or diff like difference or variety. Um, and uh, so from that, I, I, try, I still tried taking it in college just because I was like, I wasn't 100% sure whether I'd do it or not. Um, that whooped my butt. I'm not good at math and I am yeah. not good at like, I, I was straight A student in high school, but that's because I have like an extraordinary like mem uh, short-term memorization. Oh, nice. Um, like I can re remember multiple printer sheets of mnemonics to remember everything I need to know for like four possible essay topics. Yeah. Um, but the issue is that doesn't help you at all in college with like a lot of things because it's not about what you memorize. It's about what you actually learn. Like yeah, you, have you have to, to actually know it. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what got me in college. And, you know, I was for a long time in college, I was struggling with a lot of academics, which was 
kind of a hard hit for me as well because I'd done so good with academics until then. Um, I went from that to computer science because I love computers and I love making like little video game things, nothing massive. And I honestly always want to be a video game developer and I still like independent one. I still do want to do that at some point too. Because mm -hmm. um, art plays a big role in that as well. But the, um, I guess the issue is with a lot of the anxiety and a lot of the other things, like I've had trouble teaching myself and mm -hmm. committing to that. From that, I took an art class, and it was the only class I ever took that, like, I enjoyed. Like, I, my first class, we had a teacher, she was telling us stuff, you know, like, trying to teach us a few things and talk about the class a bit beforehand, and she couldn't really, like, describe it without, like, a visual aid, but there's no, like, boards or anything in the room, so she took a piece of charcoal and just wrote on the wall to, like, explain it, <laughs> and I was like, that's amazing, and I kind of fell in love with the classes there, the everyone was a bit odd yeah. you know at times and but in like a way that wasn't bad it was a lot of fun and um and I'm a bit odd myself so I like art this is the only thing I've enjoyed I'm just gonna do it as a major it took a while to find my style it took me until like two or two and a half years into it for me to find the style that I use today and build on it. Can you describe your style? Um, it's kind of, so I would always kind of draw monsters a bit and whatnot, but I tended to almost try to focus too much on making them like realistic or like trying to do make it look a very much a specific way and I'm not good at realism I'm not good at realistic proportions it's something I practice and I'm trying to get a bit better at but it's not my forte mm -hmm. um, and I just kind of my style evolved it's it's a very improvisational style yeah. um, a lot of times I'll just put the pen down with a vague concept in mind or none at all and I'll start drawing and I just see what happens I'm very good at just kind of like making a general structure and making it work and like I don't even really need to think about the details I place down it just kind of feels like it happens naturally for me yeah sometimes I'll have something a little more planned you know because there might I might have a bit more of an idea those are a little more difficult and take a little more time for me but I, I part of it might be due to anxiety and part of it is just due to I've never been great with planning but yeah, I, I like the improvisational stuff. And so that's why also sometimes I'll splash watercolor down and kind of do the pen kind of over the, like, outline the blob and then turn it into a monster. That way I can, like, you know, like, create a monster out of the, find the monster in the shape. Yeah. Uh, when I was younger, I was always good at, like, they call it pareidolia. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but it's the ability to see, like, patterns or consistent objects in nonsensical like things that don't have them actually like when you're walking looking at clouds or things like that yeah and I've always had a really strong sense of that because I was very socially awkward for a long time and I would spend a long time just looking at walls or off in the distance or at random things and just use my imagination when I was bored I get anxious sometimes over making profit and I need to I've been working on skewing my perspective more in the mm -hmm. right way because mm -hmm. I guess like I've always had a lot of heavy medical expenses and I always get scared that I'm not going to be able to support myself in the future yeah because uh, they're not things I can skip on so it, I get nervous sometimes but that's why I'm glad I have such a supportive family yeah um, it's great because I, I wish I could 
do better with like more independent like doing I've tried doing side jobs and I just slowly start having a breakdown so yeah it's something I'm working on but you know yeah well and we can only handle what we can handle yeah like that's the other thing I don't I've stopped making myself do things yeah like I'm trying to my therapist has me trying to be more than I do and that's really difficult for me because I think that I'm not worth anything if I don't do a certain amount of stuff. One of the things that is a benefit of the large amount of like anxiety and whatnot is that it's helped me be a more compassionate person because yeah. you you go through a lot and it broadens your horizons to really understanding different perspectives. And the reason I bring up the anxiety bit is it not only has been a big part of my life, but it's been a big influence on my artwork as well. Yeah. 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 Okay, good. Yeah, you've actually, you've got a piece called anxiety. Yeah, you want to talk about that? It was my attempt at capturing kind of the feeling or this kind of internal notion of how I felt about like how I imagined anxiety looking like. Mm -hmm. And then I lost the piece in college and it was gone. Uh, I was, and it was basically trashed on accident, but uh, one, I had pictures of it, and so I decided to recreate it, and so that's the one I have now. Um, it's basically pretty much the same. Um, might be like a few minor differences, but I have tried to be very faithful to the end pictures. Um, and like a lot of, with the piece, it's got a lot of hectic chaos, but it's, got this one spot where it's like pure white and it's completely there's nothing and it's like there's a lot of chaos building up around the border of it and I kind of always saw that as being kind of like this calm you want to have that you're reaching that it's like that it's you can't really get past and get to Mm -hmm. it's kind of like this barrier it's this bubble that like uh, you can't get through the exterior bit uh, you experience it, you know, occasionally, but it's not something you can easily hold on to. So, yeah, yeah, it's elusive know. and it moves around. And yeah, yeah, it's almost like oil and water. Yeah, yeah, I think of it like that. Yeah, yeah, huh? That's interesting. I like markets, even if I don't sell much, just because I like talking to people about yeah. the stuff and like either the artwork or just talking to them in general. So I like it when people stop by the booth and say hi. I know sometimes people can feel guilty if they like take up an art person's time and then don't buy anything, but that's not a big issue with me. Um, what's hardest for me is when like almost no one stops by the booth. That's where it's like because I like him being able to always talk to people. My biggest goal is one day I want to get a commission from someone who has no connection or knowledge or engagement with my family at all or me. And, or people who know me. Yeah. That way I know it's someone who you know, d- didn't know me who's reaching out to me. Yeah, so, so. Like, so, yeah, so someone who, who wants your art on its purest form. Yeah, I want to have the feeling that you know, I've reached some people who I don't have any connection with. I, so with the watercolor thing that the people splash watercolor on it and with like uh, whatnot and with like people giving suggestions, I really like that stuff because it challenges me to make something that I wouldn't have made on my own or uh, yeah. like my um, outside my comfort zone. Vague limitations like that actually breed more creativity. Yeah, where you have um, just enough structure. Yeah, and limitations breed creativity a lot, I feel like. I, I'm trying to explore and engage in media that's different from just prints and original artwork because um, I feel like especially at the beginning, it's hard to rely 100% on artwork and prints unless you're like going super heavy into the fine art scene. And even then it's not easy. 
so some of the things I'm doing is I'm working on a children's book um, that's based around some ideas of anxiety and self-doubt in a positive way. And um, uh, when I'm making it, it was important that I make it around the theme that I've already kind of overcome myself because I didn't want to be kind of preaching a message that I don't have like an answer to myself, you know, mm-hmm. and it felt more like I could give solid advice if it's something I've kind of been through and overcome myself. Because one thing I've learned in life is that every strength that someone has, they have an equal and equal weakness. One thing I want to do is I want to make kind of like an unofficial supplement for like tabletop games or something like that. It's kind of like a quote unquote monster manual supplement. I, yeah, I want to make like a like um, my own like supplemental monster manual creatures I create. That'd be I figure awesome. that'd be a lot of fun. You can get more from Kevin when I release our full interview later on this month. In the meantime, I want to thank you for coming and listening today as I told my story and Kevin told his. It's just an example of the power of telling our story and how that's a kindness to ourselves and others. I hope you have a wonderful day and as always, pineapple with care.